0: I'm decent at getting women back to my apartment. Okay. But once they're there, I struggle to initiate because I'll often be like really interested in like watching or like maybe we're discussing something. And a lot of times women are just perfunctorily having a conversation or pretending to watch a movie and they're just waiting for you to make a move. That's right. I've since been told. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is controversial, but mostly in good faith. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike, and we are reunited at last, broadcasting together here in San Francisco. That's right. Uh, good to be in the same room with you, Keith, after your extended trip abroad. <laughs> yeah, I was out of the country for something over three months, 95 days or something. Right. Yeah. Would it suit you well? Yeah. I think we went to 18 countries. Depends if you include Kosovo as a country. Is that common not to include Kosovo? It's something like Taiwan, where the parent country, the former parent country, in this case, Serbia. I was going to guess Serbia. All yeah, right. Yeah, Does not recognize it. It is not formally recognized by the UN. Hmm. But... And so... Some people
1: consider Kosovo to be a province, a breakaway province of Serbia.
0: Yes. Got and it. in Serbia, you see graffiti everywhere saying Kosovo is Serbia. What is that written in? Like, can you read it? Ser- like, is it's it in-, in Cyrillic. Okay. So, you- both Serbian and. So, every one of these former Yugoslavian countries speak a very similar language, but they all insist they have their own. So, there's Montenegrin, there's Serbian, right. there's, there's Kosovar. Uh, Albanian is materially different from the rest, but they weren't part of the former Yugoslavia. Anyway, this isn't interesting. We promised that we would talk about psilocybin a bit at the end of the beginning of our last episode. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So for those who didn't listen to that episode, uh, Mike has recently tried some amount of psilocybin, acquired through basically legal methods right
1: well yeah i have to be a little bit careful in what i say about how i got it because i think i signed a form right when i joined this uh, religious entity in uh, the east bay of the san francisco bay area that said i wouldn't reveal certain things and and, and actually <laughs> like this the form specifically said that if i revealed things i would owe them a hundred thousand dollars it said that on the form wow so i'm a little reluctant to be too uh, transparent about what it is so people can maybe email in and ask me directly about it. But yes, anyway, it's, it's, I think it's decriminalized is the right word, but I think technically these things are still illegal at the federal level.
0: Okay. Well, so is marijuana. A fair point. Yeah. Uh, okay. And when you acquire from them, is it in like a capsule form or? Sure. So, uh,
1: they have a menu and so I only bought, uh, now see the people who are listening who are, who are, familiar with shrooms will know the exact name. It's like, I don't want to, I don't want to, it was one of the most basic types of shroom. Mm-hmm. There are multiple kinds. Uh, and so the menu has like a series of different possible things you can buy, uh-huh. uh, which is, I don't really, I, I didn't do much research on this. I don't really understand what the uh, difference is. Cause I think they all contain the same active chemical, right? But
0: uh, there are different sort of species or strains or something. I mean, I know with marijuana, there's, what is it? Sativa and indica, I think, are the two main strains. And one's supposed to be a bit more of an upper and one's a bit more right. of a downer. Is it like that? Or do you know? Uh, golden teachers. That's the kind of mushroom I got. Okay.
1: Mushrooms, plural. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't actually know. I, the, the lady, I I did, I mean, I, I knew enough to know which one was the like basic one. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, I know that. It was also one of the least expensive ones. Um, and the lady behind the counter, like said various stuff, but she also had like a lot of piercings and
0: I'm not sure if she was like a scientist. (laughs) It's hard to disentangle (laughs) the hoodoo from the actually legitimately interesting science here, right? You'll hear people, for example, talk about different drunkenness is from different alcohols. So they'll say I'm tequila drunk or I'm champagne drunk. And I don't think, I mean, there's different amounts of sugars in those beverages, but I don't think, yeah, I mean, I don't, I've never noticed, I think i I don't heard think there's a before. material difference right. in the, in the highs from alcohol. Yeah. There I, is from marijuana and I have no idea about psilocybin, so.
1: I learned the word, uh, there's a word for a person who grows mushrooms. It's like a. A farmer? Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, somebody, it's like a, it starts with an M I think, I forgot the word not good radio. I'll try
0: to remember I that word. No, that's not it. I can do this all day. Um, okay. And so the reason you, uh, became interested in this was you had been experiencing some episodic anxiety issues and you wanted to experiment a bit with psilocybin to see if you could, uh, at least change the the shape of those. Is there, that's right. Is there research that indicates that unguided micro or low macro trips can be therapeutic? There is. There is some research on uh, microdosing. I should
1: mention, but that at this uh, facility, I uh, I, got—I don't remember the exact quantity, uh, so I don't want to like—but it was—it was—it was was a material quantity enough to do multiple uh, episodes of tripping. and I, they also gave me three, as like a party favor or something, three capsules of something okay. that's like a, supposedly a microdose, and I actually tried one of those as well, and it did something pretty different from the uh, shrooms themselves. That one uh, just might have had LSD in it or something. It made colors much more vibrant, which I did not oh. find the psilocybin did, um, but it was very low level of experience. And yeah, there is some, there are some research studies. There are of course research studies suggesting that it's no better than placebo. Um, This stuff's pretty anecdotal and still hasn't been well researched.
0: Right. Is there any research that talks about the difference between doing it guided with somebody, with a therapist?
1: I think that um, everybody basically recommends that if you're going to take a medium or large dose, that you have somebody there to help guide you because otherwise you could. And this totally makes sense to me from the sort of small to medium dose that I experienced. Like you could definitely get into a situation where you're at best confused and at worst
0: Uh, upset. Well, sure. And in addition to that, I would expect that to maximize the therapeutic or cognitive benefits, having somebody there to sort of, I I don't actually know how you (laughs) guide a mind that is tripping to behave differently when it's not around certain topics, but just free form taking it versus having somebody who has some experience helping people might could I, I could imagine might be yeah. profoundly different. So yeah, I have some like thoughts on that
1: from my experience and others who are listening who have probably far more experience than I do might have more profound things to say, but my, I'm not sure. I think having a person there to help you in the case where you get very upset yeah. would be very useful. Also, uh-huh. somebody could get confused and do something dangerous, you know, they, well, just fall off a wall or something. I mean, there right, are things right, you could right. do. Um, outside of those kinds of situations, I'm not actually sure that guiding you would be terribly useful. And the reason why is because I think that the most profound part of the experience is
0: like self-discovery or something. Yeah. It's
1: basically, well, from my perspective, it's like you see a little bit about how your, how your brain works. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably different personality people see different things. But I think that like from my experience, there was like a, a certain amount of seeing like how the, mechanisms, how mechanistically, your brain is sort of creating the reality you experience. And um, like that includes emotions that you experience, uh, things that seem very organic to your experience, you can sort of um, see on some level how your how your brain is coming up with those things. And I can see how that would help people with certain kinds of ailments. I'm not sure if that's coherent. Like basically the way, the way I described it to a friend after taking it was uh, it's like if you had a computer that was trying to run the program that is a human person, a human brain, like you're taking away some of the processing power. And so you can just see where it starts glitching. Uh, So like you get these visual effects that to me just are, they give you a sense of how your brain actually processes visual inputs because it, it doesn't have enough power to, make the world feel coherent. You also like get a sense of like, um, how, uh, I feel like I might've talked about this already on the show. You did. Yeah. yeah. You
0: talked about how your visual field sort of, I don't know if you, you described it. becomes it very geometrical. Yeah. it sort of like broke apart and you could imagine, or you had some insight into the amount of processing that your brain's doing to right. sort of collect reality.
1: Yeah. And the fact that like, uh, you
0: realize that the,
1: um, the state where you are perceiving reality like it's normal is actually the much more complex phenomenon. And the kind of messed up reality you experience on the drug is actually simpler in some ways for your brain to produce because there's a lot more chaotic orderings of the world than there are orderly orderings of the world. So you have some sort of insight there.
0: Yeah. This all sounds super interesting. I want to try. I don't know. I, I do worry about downside risk. And I think that you can mitigate that by simply not taking that much.
1: And then you can take more, uh, late, you know, a subsequent experience if you want, but you can right. get some idea of what's going on, which is sort of my objective. And yeah, yeah. So I didn't have, um,
0: any really negative experiences, I think partly because of that, because I limited that. Okay. But and we can move on shortly here, but your general hypothesis is not that it's like these hypnotism therapies where somebody to the extent that they're real in any case somebody hypnotizes a person and then carefully explains to them why they should stop smoking or does some set of things and you need a trained professional to take advantage of you in the hypnotized state to get the behavioral changes you're looking for your hypothesis is that mushrooms are different it's more that by taking them you get more insight into how your mind works. And then that can have some sort of benefit when you're not high that may help with depression or anxiety or addiction or various issues that people are eager to research about. Yeah.
1: I mean, I wouldn't want to discourage someone from having a guide with them or someone helping them. However, I, it's not clear to me if you were taking a like medium to large dose that you would really be able to communicate that effectively with that person. (laughs) So I'm not sure how much they could direct your experience yeah um and i think like yeah there's probably some individual uh variability to what people experience on it but that like the basic benefit from it is is to take reality a little less seriously because you get some insight into how things actually work
0: yeah. i don't know if the mic picked up the emergency vehicle or not um huh okay and uh, what is your Do you think that you'll continue to experiment with this? Probably. Does it feel addictive in any way? No. It's definitely not addictive. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard people say that about psychedelics. It's hard for me to... Well, it depends on... You have to define what you mean by addictive, I guess. Would you be tempted to do it when you're bored? I don't know what's going on out there.
1: (laughs) Would I be tempted to do it when I'm bored? Maybe, but that's not... Addiction, I think, is when you have a... And a, com- a compulsion to, uh, to do something. Like, for example, if, yeah, if you, if you like alcohol, uh, takes away, like, I think a lot of people wind up consuming alcohol addictively because they, it makes, it calms them down. So hmm. they, they find that, that works. And then it's like, oh, well, you, I, I feel a certain way. And so I'm going to use this substance. I don't think there's any, I think there's a, a way you would feel where you're like, oh, I need to get, um, I need to trip now. Right. It's not going to solve a problem like that. And so I think it doesn't, there's, I'm sure there's a much more, biochemical way to describe addiction yeah okay huh and i've experienced addiction before to a couple things yeah i think most people have so i know i mean yeah yeah even right. like just sweets or chocolate would right. be a thing you could be addicted to or caffeine <laughs> or whatever like you just yeah you I feel a certain yeah. way and you're like oh i know if i take this substance that feeling will go away and then repeat that's like i think to me that's what it, hallmark of addiction
0: huh okay all right well i'm sort of interested i probably do have a porn and beating off addiction Yeah, people talk about being sex addicted. I'm not sure exactly what that means. I just think it's most men and some women. Right. But is there some point on the bell curve where calling it addiction would be more appropriate than others?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are people that have just an intensely high sex drive, but I'm not sure that
0: that's something that you really Look. Well, My, at some point, yeah. people become like pedophiles or rapists, right? <laughs> so that's true. Like that would be, but I'm not sure if that would be constitute uh, satisfying an addiction, really. That
1: yeah, I don't know. I have a topic about rape that we could talk about if you want to.
0: Maybe you don't. Okay, I was going to get into bestiality, but do you want to do rape first? Sure, let's go. So, uh, I've
1: I've read repeatedly. There, okay, there, this comes up enough that there are support groups around this, and this is a wolf well, Obviously, there's support groups around rape. Setting that aside, but a specific subtopic within that, uh, it's fairly common apparently for women who are raped to have orgasms while being raped. Really? Yes. And I hadn't. I, I've run across this in the last six months, maybe four times. First of all, like as a you know, as a man, men are often dominant, and so like the notion of I, I'm not interested in raping people, but the notion of dominating somebody and then them orgasming in this sort of submissive way is compelling. Right. So like a purring of interest there. Yeah. Uh, But, but, um, but I've really run across it more like in the context of just like reading various subreddits and stuff like that and coming across it. But apparently like it's fairly common. I'm guessing there's some relationship between that and dominant, submissive, something in people's brains. But then therapists wind up having to spend a lot of time helping like people cope. Oh, they feel guilty. Yeah. Well, there's like multiple aspects here there. First of all, it's embarrassing right? because you're, I mean, yeah, this is like a trigger warning thing, but you're being raped and now you're orgasming. And the guy who's raping you is going to be like, he's going to think that's awesome. Right. So that's like horrible. Right. Right. And then on top of that, yeah, the thing you said, you feel guilty. You feel like you're, now you're not sure. And also there's some connection between that and hypersexuality that if you, um, If you have that experience, it can then cause a coping behavior of somebody like just saying, well, fuck it. I'm just going to seek out orgasms all the time or something. It's probably subconscious. It's not like a conscious decision. It's all of these things wind up being a thing that like has to be dealt, uh, ideally dealt with in therapy or something like that. But I wasn't, yeah. Like like they also talk about that happening to men.
0: Oh, men who are raped? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which I'm going to guess it's usually
0: by another man. Right. And so he gets aroused and yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. That's something I hadn't thought about before. Obviously I've thought about people going to therapy after getting raped, but uh, it never occurred to you that the woman who's raped might have an orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not obvious. I mean, imagine a situation where, you know, maybe a woman struggles to orgasm with her partner. Exactly. She has that experience. I mean, I've Jesus. seen, I
1: saw- a, a What a, a disaster. It might've been on the sex separate. I saw a, a comment where a woman said that her best orgasm of her life was dur- was during her rape. Right. Right. And then it's like, so I mean, <sighs> I guess like there's something there, like it's like, okay, so maybe this is a person who's wants to be submissive, but man, how would you ever right. kind of quote unquote take advantage of that knowledge well, now? and you're playing with fire too. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> right. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah, yeah, basically your, your best sexual experience was during a crime. Yeah, um, That's like, it reminds me of a comedian I saw on TikTok who said that uh, what she'd learned from watching crime shows on TV was that if you're a guy, you can commit pretty much any crime and get away with it as long as you don't come while at the scene. <laughs> and she's right. like, and surprisingly, most men, she's like, look, just go around the corner. Right. Go two blocks just away. Leave and your you your anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that, maybe that's a similar phenomenon where guys like start attaching sexual significance to various like kind of criminal behavior.
0: Yeah. Fetishize it. I don't know. Gosh. Okay. Well, there's my awful thought. Pattern for the week.
1: Well, I mean, I feel mostly, um, sorry for, I want to like, I feel, I hope that there are therapeutic interventions that help for women that are in that situation, because I sort of understand it. If you are the, if you are right. more submissive or you're just, I mean, women are in the sort of submissive position during sex, like it's like kind of complicated. It's kind of it's yeah,
0: and it's just it's yeah, just unfortunate that that set of events could, could lead happen. to that exactly deeply unsettled. Yeah, I feel outcome. I just feel terrible for that. That that would be a thing that would happen. <sighs> yeah. Um, okay, let's move on to animals. Uh, <laughs> have you? I'm sure you have thought much about the morality of bestiality. Not as much as you have, I think. So, what are you? <laughs> Do you think you lean? <laughs> That it's uh, more immoral or or more like, okay. What level of beast? Let's start with dogs since that's the one that like people have the most, I don't know, connection to as humans. Like we're really okay. connected to dogs.
1: And are we talking about uh, the dog being male or female?
0: Um, right. Let's, it, it doesn't matter. Okay. But, for me, I think it matters. Okay. I think that, I think that it, uh, because one think, is more having sex with one is more immoral than the other. I think
1: so. Because I think that, uh, penetrating a female dog yeah. is probably not comfortable for the female dog. And it's pretty, um, I see pretty brutal. Uh-huh. Like you're, you're harming it Her, whatever you want to call it or her, um, a much larger female animal maybe just doesn't even notice like uh-huh. a horse or a, I feel like I read an article at some point about some place in South America where it's really common for men to have sex with sheep or I something. I think sheep. Yeah. Yeah. So that seems if the, if the animal doesn't even really know it's happening, it's harder for me to get worried about it. The male dog, however, and this is the only bestiality with dogs that I've ever seen. I have seen videos of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it always, so I, my vague recollection is it's a woman, which tells me that it's not, it's just for money. Mm-hmm. although maybe a man would do this, you never know with men, men are more wild card, but I'm assuming it's, it's just <laughs> You do not think it's possible it. for a woman to want to be fucked by a dog. I think it's unlikely, and it's very unlikely for her to want it to be filmed. Mm-hmm. Could it happen? I mean, there's various urban legends've encountered around that, but it's right skeptical <laughs> um but if there's a man involved, well, yeah, because he's gonna pay her somehow, make it worth her while um that so the two things I've seen are vaginal and oral sex mm-hmm. with a male dog, I don't, I suspect the
0: dog's fine with it. So I don't know. What if they weren't, I mean, okay. Is it rational to be anti-bestiality and an omnivore, a carnivore?
1: I'm not sure. Oh, so you're saying, if I understand you correctly, you're saying, uh, if I think, I I, I think I'm against giving oral sex to this animal, but I'm, I'm okay with but killing eat. eating it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think it is rational. It could be rational because you could say, well, I don't want it to be tortured.
0: Right. So the amount of suffering experienced yes. by the animal. What if you could breed animals that were indifferent to it or actually enjoyed it? You could, you know, dogs have been <laughs> bred to exhibit all kinds of features, right? There's hunting dogs and there's, I think therapy you know, dogs I'm to and concede. there's hypoallergenic dogs and you could, you know, maybe breed a dog that- Is this a male or a female dog? Well, I, it matters because, so here, here's why it
1: matters. I think the male dog probably does enjoy getting a blowjob. I okay. mean, it probably is probably, I mean, like, like, look, if, if you blindfolded me yeah. and put me in some sort of chair and tied me up and I was naked and then something was giving me a blow. Yeah. Well, I mean, like we could start with humans. Like if it was a man, like I don't really want to have sex with a man, but like if you could, if I couldn't tell that it was a man, like, okay, I'd probably enjoy it. And there's probably an animal that, I mean, I haven't really like spent a lot of time on this, but there's probably some animal, you know, where I would be unable to discern exactly what was going on there and no harm, no foul on some level.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's hard to figure out. For the dog, it's kind of cool. It's like, wow, my master's blowing me. I actually don't know how much research there is around detecting when animals are distressed in situations where it's not necessarily obvious whether they're distressed or not. But conceptually, if it could be known that the dog is not in distress and is not suffering, I think most people would still have their disgust reflex triggered. And usually when most people's disgust reflexes are triggered, they think things are immoral. But But, I don't think that that is rational.
1: Well, it could be. It could be rational because... Um, there's a, uh, an analogy to what you would do to a human. So basically what you're, it is still non-consensual. So if somebody's, somebody's willing to have non-consensual sex with right. a, a living being, then it makes me wonder if they would have non-consensual sex with a human. How can you be sure it's non-consensual? Well, it's like, it's, this is, I mean, this is like pedophilia because, because we have some standard for giving consent, I which requires sort of an adult or reasonably adult human to okay. make the judgment that has like a certain IQ. And like, there's no chance a dog has that IQ. Right. So, now but you could say- uh, But a know, dog
0: can't give or deny consent in any case for anything. That's true. Like when you're playing fetch with a dog and you're throwing the tennis ball for the 280th time, and the dog's basically gonna collapse as soon as you get home and like not move for 12 hours. Well, it could just, it, but it would still have the choice of running after the ball yeah i mean i think the best, the you, best. Could, you could provide some way that it could easily get away from the blowjob yeah i mean that's true you could yes you could try to create that's an interesting it, you should you don't you have, have, have to strap it down or you whatever. could ideate
1: around this the videos i've seen they didn't the videos i've seen oh, oh by the way just as a side note here like there is like people masturbate horses to get semen out of them
0: to that's
1: how horses are bred, is my understanding. Okay, so there, yeah, and so... I think
0: other like I think other animals like in mm-hmm. zoos and stuff, they have people go and masturbate the yeah. rhinoceros to try to stop them from. That's a
1: fair point. Saved. So I mean, yeah, it, I think that, I think it's look, I think the like the most of the concern here is around what's going on with this human that's doing this, not. Really, particularly the male animal. Sure. It's not really like the animal's probably enjoying it because we know the male experience and it makes sense for procreation that males generally enjoy inseminating things. Right. So you're probably not hurting it, but yeah, if you're doing it as your job, okay. But if you're doing it for (laughs) your pleasure, you're like, I just want to small swallow some horse cum. (laughs) Right. That you'd say, well, this seems no. I mean, look, like in the in the woke era we live in now, things that used to be considered psychiatric illnesses are now considered. Normal variations. So maybe, you know, 20 years from now, people will say, Look, I'm just, I just really like horse semen. And then people will be like, Yeah, that's normal. Like, okay. Yeah. So you could see a movement that direction, but I think it's still considered disorder to want to do that. And I would agree with that assessment.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think begging to eat a stranger's ass is also sort of (laughs) disordered, but it's been normalized over the last.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah,
0: the, the line. Well, I mean, obviously the, uh,
1: Gender reassignments and stuff like that. I mean, right. those are like the hot topics. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, culture war issues. But yeah, these are, there are things where the line is moving. Maybe it could move to the to uh, farm teens or whatever. Farm teens, by the way, was a an early bestiality website from like two thousand two. Pretty good one. i good in the sense that you could load it on somebody's computer to bother them. Okay, I moved on from that one to Shit City, maybe in uh-huh. two thousand four. Uh their tagline was "We shit on everybody uh-huh. or everything." Uh-huh. You can look up on the Wayback Machine to see these things. Right. There was Meat Spin, of course. Meat, yeah, uh, Meat Spin. Yeah, Meat Spin was later. Although, <laughs> I actually, think it's all well, it just came to me later. You know, that was just a man, a gay man, with his penis spinning in a circle while having sex with another gay man on some kind of couch. Uh, right. One sitting on the other's lap, and there and was a there. counter
0: for how many spins of his penis <laughs> swinging around you. Would, true.
1: You had watched. Fairly long term interest in some of this stuff, like in. Yeah, and I mean, like bestiality is—I mean, these the, the the one piece of porn that like you absolutely must and cannot get access or want access, you must stay away from is anything involving children, which I assiduously in my life have done. Yeah, uh, but yeah, all these other things, like honestly, you can find. All of the search engines have gotten
0: much better. At Finding them or blocking? No, it hiding it. Oh, interesting. It I, used to be that like you would searched. accidentally come across it every once in a while. And that has happened. It? Child pornography.
1: Oh, okay. I've never, I actually have never come across that. Okay. Me neither. This was just hypothetical. Okay. (laughs) I've literally never come across it. So I don't know. I also didn't want to, but (laughs) I haven't.
0: I didn't either. But, you you know, search engines are, are, yeah, yeah. You don't always bring up the results. If I were to
1: come across that, like, I would be, I would like want to shut my computer. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what I would do. I'd throw the computer out in the trash. Like, you don't want it anywhere near your computer. So I don't know what I would do. Yeah. Anything.
0: Yeah. I saw, uh, an article the other day about, uh, a man took pictures of his infant to send to a doctor. It mm-hmm. was like he had a rash or something. And, uh, Google flagged it for <laughs> child pornography and like banned his account. And I've heard
1: variants of that story before. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's like a thing. But
0: that's coming more and more as we have all these machine learning algorithms. Uh, yeah. We were careful about, about that when we
1: took pictures of our kids when they were that age
0: to make sure they didn't.
1: Auto upload to the cloud or whatever. No, just to, well, just not to take though. You just don't want to, you just don't want to deal with that. So you just don't take like anything where there's nakedness. You know,
0: why we, I mean, I don't even care. I don't need them. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. The IP laws there are weird and probably best not to run afoul of. Um, Alyssa and I were talking about on, in in her case of online dating, uh, when she's single. There's always a flood of interested men. And she said that what she's mostly looking for is a way to know that if she goes out to dinner or for a drink with this person, that he's going to be reasonable and interesting and cool. How can you flex that? How can you virtue signal that? Do you have any ideas for how does, do you think that she's, do you think, I mean, this is really just your subjective opinion. Do you think
1: that Alyssa's Desire, there's the standard desire. Is it worth being able to flex that in other ways? In other words, I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. I'm I'm too, I think I'm too much of an incel to actually think that that's what women in general are looking for. I think, I think mostly like the videos that you'll see on our favorite platforms where there's a, there's a video style that I've seen repeatedly where mm -hmm. a woman rejects a guy, a guy tries to talk to a woman, and then the man, and it's, I'm sure staged, but it still speaks to me. The man then walks over to like his Lamborghini and gets in, and then the woman <laughs> immediately wants to talk to him. Yeah, That unfortunately feels very accurate to me. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'm totally off base here, but my my experience in life has been like that they're just, just in the same way that if you were an overweight woman, say, yeah. and you want to talk to a guy in a bar, he'd do, I mean, Men are worse, to be honest. Like, I'm not. It's, this goes both ways. Um, but women, I think, have, like, they're looking for uh, wealth or money. Um, what is it? Uh, here it is. Six foot tall, six-figure income, six-inch penis. That's right. But- so you've got two of those three. And then the <laughs> listeners can figure out which two.
0: Why? I you- actually,
1: I'm 5'11", so I only have two also. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm also not. It depends on, like. If you're above, like if you're, if that, what do they call that in finance? The, uh, well, the first number, if it's a seven
0: on your cock. Right. I think there's a point of diminishing turns. There is. It comes very quickly on cock size. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Actually, my
1: penis is too long. Slightly. I would, yeah, I would shave off like a quarter to a half inch if I, if it's not the first thing I would change about myself, but I would be not upset if that happened.
0: Yeah. You start getting into... Cervix hammer territory, some sort of conversation about, yeah, would you rather be a quarter inch too long or an inch too short or, and then you, you figure out where those bounds are. The term I was
1: looking for, by the way, is handle a seven handle. Do you know that term? Mm -hmm. It's a term like they use on the douchey guys on CNBC use. So like, let's say a stock is trading for $82. You'd say it has an eight handle. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. The first number. So like, yeah, your cock could have, it's kind of clever with a cock, a seven handle on the
0: cock. Yeah. I like that. Okay, so I think that women like money and status. Of course, I think a lot of women think they don't. Okay, let's yeah, let's go with. So your, it's
1: complicated. Yeah. I was I, I like sort of messed up the premise of your question. Let's let's go with the premise of your question. Like what? How would you flex it if you thought? Like what I think, just to be clear, is. The thing you should do on social media is have very curated pictures that shows the wealth signal basically. That's what I think you should do. Yes. As a man. That and is what I do. I, that's right. That's like, what my Instagram looks like yeah. and on all my dating You should profiles. probably height signal too a little bit, but and like uh, attractive physically fit signal. But the most important I think is wealth signal.
0: Yeah. The height signaling thing is a little bit weird. Some women say you shouldn't, but- I'm sure that's wrong. I. I'm pretty sure that's wrong. Yeah, because and it's so easy to do. You just have one picture where like there's something that has a fairly well-defined height, and you're next to it or something. Oh, maybe that's better. I think my profile actually says that I'm six feet tall. Okay. Well, they just do that. Maybe though. it would be better to stand next to a short person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. You could have like a picture of yourself
1: like with an NBA-style basket, holding your arm up, like you're able to grab the net or whatever you can grab that yeah, shows. I'm not sure. It'll require enough too much acumen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay you want to keep it simple yeah you could you could just have a thing with like a an actual just growth chart like kids have (laughs) six feet shows me on the bell curve of of average height right no 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 I mean like an actual thing like you tape to the wall that has like like a tape measure basically yeah you just stand there
0: yeah
1: Uh, but okay but let's let's assume that that Alyssa's first of all that what she's saying is true even for her okay And that it's generally
0: true for other people and that it's a desirable thing to do. So you want to somehow signal that you're reasonable and interesting and cool that going to dinner with you will be not annoying. Isn't that, I mean, isn't that the function of like
1: chatting with the person before you go to dinner?
0: So the context of this conversation was Alyssa has a zillion matches and she didn't say this, but I did. I think that. Women don't care about physical attractiveness that, that much, that, that is to say, like most men cluster around some average amount of attractiveness, and the more attractive the woman, maybe that average you know slides slightly to the right, but right. generally they're not looking for the most absolutely attractive person, whereas men I've mentioned this on the on the show before will choose the nine point one over the nine point zero every time, even if the nine point one says you know,
1: if they have a free choice, which they never do. Right. But okay. Yeah. If, if, if both of the women are gunning for him, he's probably going to ask which one's more attractive.
0: Fine. Yes. Uh, so anyway, she has, she dates a lot. Like she's pretty aggressive in just meeting and then seeing if they vibe or whatever the expression is with the kids these days. and. So the problem she runs into is she doesn't want to spend a bunch of time vetting people for eligibility. Like sometimes she just wants to meet.
1: Yeah, but the way I took the question was, the way I took the concern is that, and I've heard this a lot from women and, and, and men who talk to women about this, that very frequently women go to first dates with guys and the guy just obviously is disordered in some way he, he's just right. something and it's not something that would show up in pictures it's something when you start talking to them right say, this guy's got some
0: weird chip on his shoulder or just it's right. really hard and to it'll, to it'll be a red flag revealed within you know 90 seconds of does she know. have some examples of things like that probably we, you don't know we, them? we can have her on and okay i'm sure she's had some bad dates
1: yeah, yeah, I don't know with 90 seconds. Have you had a, a woman r- reveal something? or th- 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 Maybe she didn't reveal it, but it became <laughs> and it, not a, not physical attractiveness, but a behavioral trait that came out within 90 seconds. I know I have a friend who had a date with a woman who immediately revealed that she had just broken up with her girlfriend. Wow. And he's like, oh,
0: she was also yeah. unattractive. But She's just, there from know, like a revenge date or something. Something. It was strange. Right? Yeah. Have, you, have you had a thing like that? Um... I'm trying to remember. I, I've been on some weird dates. I, I went on one where somebody asked if I was Jewish, like almost immediately. And when I said no, uh, she was super disappointed. She was Asian, by the way, and she wasn't Jewish herself. Well, you could be Asian and Jewish. It's unusual. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> I did not return the inquiry. So I'm not, I'm not sure. And then. It's interesting. And then. It was weird, but she she said that she liked dating like German and Dutch Jewish people. She liked like tall this blonde men. Sounds like the beginning of a very offensive. Uh,
1: uh, th- no, I was gonna say joke, but not even joke. Like like this sounds like she's going to say something offensive. Yeah, look, I just want a I Polish her- or German Jew, and you're like, <laughs>
0: right. What? Why? Right? <laughs>
1: what, what's going on
0: here? Right? Yeah, like. Whatever her, okay. whatever her, her heuristics are must well, be racist. <laughs> well, but it yeah yeah and was she Japanese? I don't I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't remember.
1: <laughs> I feel like I, like I would have
0: remembered that. I look, I because it would have just been like too rich. To I, I can, like, yeah. It's just that that combination of things would have yeah. just been insane. Um, so that was weird. Uh, I went on a date with someone who told me she had had an abortion a few days prior. That was. <laughs> Kind of a red
1: flag. Well, and it could be a green flag, right? I mean, you figure a well, you know, black she puts and black out. checkered flag, right? And she aborts when it goes badly. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The runway is clear. Um, <laughs> Presumably, I mean, I guess uh, past performance
0: is no yeah
1: no guarantee of future.
0: It, it's it's really hard for a woman, at least when I'm on. I usually my preferred first rate date is to meet for a drink and then you know you can turn that into two or three if it's going well and if it's not you can just have one and then get out of there before you waste too much time it's hard for someone in that amount of time to reveal that they're terrible i think that i I bet it happens for women with men way
1: more i think it's very difficult for women to go through male dating profiles because uh for a man, it's much easier. I mean, you're, you're mostly keying on physical attractiveness mm-hmm. and you almost don't care what she writes. For the woman, it's really tricky. And any guy who's smart about it will have vetted his text with some people, maybe right. copied text from other people's successful profiles, et cetera, right. vetted his pictures. And so basically the profile tells
0: you nothing other than kind of what he looks like. So how can you say something that... And maybe it's just not possible. Maybe everybody has, I mean, th- things I would assume are positive are like pref- job, what, you know, what
1: job you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you have a lot of success with sex podcast host mm-hmm. people just women just flock to that.
0: Right. Uh, but there's certain job categories. Where been, I think would, a, that's actually been problematic at times because they want to listen. No, I think I'm okay with them. I think I represent myself okay. It's not that; it's that they would hear that they're not the maybe the only person you're dating or something. That's probably right. a concern. Um, although there have been okay. Well, what's the there other have problem? been years where we've done this show where I've been single, and so and it was would be an issue. Though. Then, but what's the other problem though? You said there's something else. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, you said it was problematic. Um, oh, women are concerned that I'm like farming for content for the show. And they don't like that. And they don't like that. They don't want to be, you know, a story. (laughs) But there could be some women who want that. There could be. That could be wild. Also, I don't think I've even once revealed anyone's name or identity. They still don't
1: want to be a story because they'd
0: make they'd feel bad.
1: I guess. You're like, oh, this one person I dated and she did blah, blah, blah. And they just feel like shit because, you know. I think it'd be sort of funny to be a
0: story on someone's podcast. Not if you're really sensitive. Yeah. And they're probably going to tell it from their incorrect point of view. Yeah. Of course, mine is, there's no risk of that with me. You would give it exactly as it is. Yeah. Right. I think I actually
1: overbalance on that sometimes. So we were, by the way, we were, because uh, your number one viewpoint that you have that's just obviously plainly wrong is this notion that you, PIV partners generally orgasm during PIV. When we were so <laughs> earlier before the show. I
0: not actually think that. Oh, you don't? Way. Oh, I thought <laughs> I mean, you did. I- I think it it's happened. Oh yeah. Okay. it's, oh. it's not, the the one hundred percent thing is.
1: I mean, the thing I was going to mention was we were before the show we were listening to some some videos. Oh of, yeah. That Uncle T has posted on having fun hobbying subreddit.
0: We he probably look. Hold on, Uncle T and having fun. So having fun hobbying is a subreddit that specializes in people who engage with. A large number of prostitutes generally. That's their recommendation is that you do that, right? And Uncle T is one of the legends on there, and he yeah. posts uh, strategies and advice and videos. The, the videos is weird because they're—I'm
1: not—I'm almost sure they're not consensual, and yeah. so I can't necessarily recommend them in any way. But I mean, they're—they're they're there. Well, they're the intellectually internet. interesting, sure. Uh, anyway, Keith, you were surprised by the, or impressed maybe by the. Yeah, it's by the realisticness of yeah. the moaning that the women, the I prostitutes did. I thought the sweet talk,
0: you... I thought the sweet talk of the prostitutes and their, their feigned interest in the sex, their grunting and begging to be come inside of and so forth was. Right. Pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's persuasive. And so that, you know, we've discussed this before, but I've, I've long, my, the reason why I'm not interested in prostitution is because I don't think I could. Get over the notion that they're not actually into me. And so it's not a matter of availability of prostitutes. It's just that I'm not interested. Like even if they were free, I'm not sure having sex with someone that I know doesn't want to be having sex with me would be compelling. But yeah, it would be less th- compelling. Yeah. This video like notched me. Oh, really? One more. Is that true? It didn't bump me over the edge, but it you, know. you thought, oh, wow, they're they, they pretty good actresses. And these
1: are just street walkers. Right. These aren't like high end. Right. Uh, this, yeah. Um, we call them escorts.
0: Yeah. We're not talking about the. You, do you know what? Here. So you know what a GFE is, right? Girlfriend experience. Do you know what a PSE is? No. That's the porn star experience. Oh, what's the porn star experience They just, you know, still investigating that. I think I might
1: so far <laughs> my understanding is so the girlfriend experience is, is going to be uh, uh, lots of kissing, like stuff that I wouldn't want to do with a prostitute. Yeah. Um, I think if I was with a prostitute, I would want just a hand job because <laughs> I figure she can wash her hands really cleanly. Um, but, uh, PSE then is going to be, so girlfriend experience is like, you know, kissing, like very like friendly, seeming, you know, like, like she's your girlfriend, mm-hmm. PSE is going to be like, you know, something crazy where she's uh bouncing up and down on your cock Okay, something that you would see in a porn. I see. Probably anal, maybe going back and forth between the vagina and the anus
0: well i mean that's the number one porn trope that actually seems physically dangerous like i don't know why the The woman must a anus to vagina seems dangerous yeah i think you i think you just routinely get uh urinary tract and yeast infections from that kind of behavior maybe they can clean themselves in a special way
1: yeah i think that
0: i think that i think they're able to
1: lessen the bacterial load sufficiently (laughs) I'm not totally, but this, like I said, I have to research this a little bit more. I'm not totally sure what the porn star experience is. I just have encountered this uh,
0: this term. Yeah, I imagine they simulate some of the things. I mean, <laughs> it's no secret that porn is not real life, and that you know, lots of young men are sort of confused about what a typical sexual encounter may be like because all they watch is porn. So maybe the porn star experience is something that is closer to what they're expecting. Yeah. Like deep sense. throat. I'm, I'm not, totally yeah, there's sure. just various things, right? Yeah. Um, all right. This is from Reddit. This person says, my boyfriend started crying while fingering me. Me and my boyfriend go to different universities and summer's pretty much over, which means that starting next week, we'll barely get to see each other for the next four-ish months. Today we were hanging out and he was going at it on me. And the next thing you know, he stops and I look up And he's all teary-eyed, and he said that he's really going to miss me. Then he started crying too, and it just turned into a crying session for like 15 minutes, mostly me crying, LOL. I wasn't even expecting to cry, let alone see him cry about it, because I've never seen him cry before. Uh Uh-oh. He's never seen me cry before either. Anyway, yeah, so that happened, LOL. There was a movie playing in the background, and he said that the dramatic music was adding to all his emotions, and he just started crying out of nowhere. Well, so you know the theory about men crying, right? No,
1: uh, this is like a reason. there some old wives' tale. No, on? no, not at all. It's like it's like a relatively recent trope that I've seen. That basically, if a guy cries in front of a woman, that she subconsciously kind kind of, of down levels him. Oh, definitely. Because because even though they might say, "Oh no, I want to know what your emotions are and stuff," like actually deep down, like in the sort of more animal brain, right. she thinks, "Ah, this guy's not going to protect me." So I think he huh. made a mistake there, and also she. So she's asking, what's the question? Or just, she just wants to tell the story. I mean, he's what, got his fingers up her back. To me,
0: this sounds like, uh-huh. I just watched this movie with Emma Thompson <laughs> and it's directed by that's a woman. Freak. And do you know what Emma Thompson is? That's not the chick who played, um, you know, Dumbledore, Harry Potter, Clementine. No, what's that's her Emma name? Watson.
1: What's, what's, what's. what's
0: uh, Hermione. Oh, Hermione. Yeah, Hermione. Hermione. I wanted Hermione to become ranger of of, of uh, House Griffin. right? Or... And there's the
1: the dude with the red hair, Ron Weasley,
0: that guy. Didn't you read all these books in French, Spanish? Do they have different names in Spanish?
1: Uh, yeah, a little, <laughs> a little bit. A little. There's some other stuff. Like, yes, it's funny. There's a few things in those books that are confu- <laughs> uh,
0: in the stories that are confusing
1: to me because I only know the Spanish words. And like, you know, what's uh, what's uh Voldemort? What's his real name? Well. It's like Tom Riddle. Tom Riddle, yeah. And it's it's an an anagram. anagram. Right, but in Spanish, the anagram has to be different. Right. So it's some some different... And what they do is they change his middle name. In English, it's like Marvolo or some crap, but in Spanish, something else. Anyway. Okay.
0: Yeah, all right. So I was watching this movie with Emma Watson, Emma Thompson, who is a British actress in her mid-60s or something. And the plot is she has just... Her husband died like two years earlier and she had only ever had sex with her husband and she hires a male prostitute. Oh, this is the movie. Okay, go on. I thought it was real life. And the male prostitute is fantastically good looking. Yeah. And better looking than you. Oh yeah. I mean, it's hard to imagine, but yes. Do you know who who that actor is? Um, I'll try to find it while you're talking. No. And I forget what the movie is called, but it came out in 2021. I can find it. Keep talking. Um, Anyway, the whole movie is this guy is not just like super good looking, but he's dominant in the right times and really sensitive in the right times. And uh, I was watching with Alyssa and I was like, this movie must have been directed by a woman. Like this just feels like sort of like a woman's fantasy. And sure enough, it was. And yeah, this story of the like boyfriend crying while fingering her sounds like a thing that a young woman would imagine her boyfriend doing so i'm not even i'm not even convinced that this is totally true but the reason why i brought up this question or brought up this reddit thread in the first place is i don't think i've ever been i don't know in in such a place where like i was on the edge of tears in any kind of sexual encounter like those are sort of different is this the dude yeah,
1: that's him. He's fantastically good looking. All right. the movie is, uh, he doesn't look, he,
0: I don't, that's like not that. a good picture. All right. The movie's called good he, luck to you. Leo, Grand, yeah, that's, Leo that's Grande." Yeah, that's his, uh, that's his, uh, okay. Prostitute name.
1: So you, so you, you, is it grande? Yeah. Leo grande? yeah. Okay. So you're saying that you've never had a thing happen during sex. I mean, I said, maybe aside from having like getting meat in the balls or something like something where, where there's an emotional release like that.
0: Yeah. I think I have not either. I, do, I mean, you hear about people, I mean, you hear about women all the time, like crying after sex and you sometimes hear about men crying after sex, but I've just never, as you know, after sex, I usually want the woman to leave. <laughs> right. So it's like, you could go cry, cry on her own time.
1: Well, and not, and also like that's, it's quite a different emotion from something like that would make you cry. Like I wouldn't, right. like oh, that was so beautiful. It's like, no, I just want to go to sleep. Yeah. Different I, neuro. Are we broken? Matter. Are we unusual? In no, I sense? don't
0: think so. I think this is pretty typical. But he wasn't – it wasn't when he finished. He just was actually – the thing I have in my head – Again, is, I'm, I'm a little suspicious about this entire thing. So but, I, yeah, she claims that he was just fingering her.
1: Yeah, the picture I have in my mind is she's reclining on a bed with her knees up and sort of parted like maybe in the childbirth pose. Mm. He's got his I'm middle finger so and ring finger Keep jammed going. up beside her vag <laughs> with his pinky and pointer finger on the right <laughs> – left and right. I'm using my right hand. Keith is left-handed, so he'd go the other way right. probably. And then his thumb is kinda I'm not sure where his thumb is, and he's just fucking railing her with his fingers. <laughs> and then he starts crying.
0: Right? That is the situation, situation Although I think when people say
1: fingering, sometimes they mean rubbing the clip. Which is irritating to oh, me because
0: Yeah, there should be different uh English does not have a good separate phraseology for that. Yeah. It doesn't. Some people will say jilling, like jacking off.
1: But that could be that's more generic. It could be any sort of masturbatory activity on a woman. Yeah. When 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 you read that that was fingering, did you think it was just playing with the clit, or did you have the, the I think I think finger hand?
0: I thought I think I thought finger banging. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought too.
1: And so I was like, that's a little. I mean, that's a not a situation where I think. Okay, if the woman was already going to be sort of bummed out about the guy crying, yeah. I think that having him cry while he's got his fingers jamming in your vagina is worse. Okay, it's not better. So it's like more aggressively tough for her to like yeah and i don't know what because if i were her, I'd thinking to myself what was it about doing that to me that made you cry It's like oh i'm gonna miss this so much <laughs> right just this slushy feeling yeah they're going you.
0: they're going back to university like and- shouldn't he have
1: cried when they were like having dinner or like yeah uh i don't know like some something's more sentimental like he you feel like he he's and, and even your point that like oh it's a uh, a fantasy on her part. I don't, that's not even right to me because he would cry at some other time. Like why would the woman? So I I actually think it rings true because I don't think that a woman would fantasize that. Like, yeah, he just, he was just, you know, knuckles
0: deep in me. (laughs) And he started bawling. Yeah. That doesn't feel right. Not the, not the, not the bawling that she wanted. Uh, Do you, we've heard a few things around this lately, this notion of like a movie playing in the background and then, people fondling each other. Is this like a normal... Say more. Sex initiating thing that lots of people do? You're talking about like Netflix and chill? Yeah. Even as I was saying it, I almost wanted to walk it back. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's normal. Yeah, people just have something oh, in the background. Sorry. Yeah, but why... <sighs> I don't know. Normally when it's like... Wait, what is your go-to? So you don't Netflix and chill, you have some I don't other like, transitional activity? I'm very... I do not like missing scenes in movies. Oh, like when, when I watch a movie, I'm watching very intensely. Seriously, yeah. So if a so, woman wants, to, it starts like jacking
1: you off in the middle of a movie, you'll get irritated. You're like, look, honey, uh, can we can we pause this? or can we uh, wait till the commercial break? Or
0: yes, I think I would do something like that. Look, if it was really, if it was the first time I would had a woman back in my apartment, I would You'd probably choose a movie I'd seen just so that like I wouldn't spin out if she. Are you kidding? No, I'm not. Just so that I wouldn't spin out if she, so you would I don't have... think I would actually spin out. I would be able to recognize the, the real goal.
1: So, okay. So you have some lady that you've met off some dating platform. Yeah. You are on date three or for me, may- for you, maybe date two, yep. a little faster, oh. uh, you're welcome. Thanks. And uh, you take her back to your place and you would have the presence of mind to select a movie you've seen before because you know
0: that when you start having sex with her, when she tries to get in your pants, you're going to get pissed off. I think there's a number of things that, <laughs> that play into the movie choice, but that is definitely one of them. Like, I don't want to watch something. I, sometimes, sometimes I've, I think maybe I'm not the person with the anxiety issue. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, is that real? Yeah, I really don't like missing. I watch movies with subtitles on because I don't like missing words.
1: You know that the subtitles don't
0: always say exactly what I the know. people say. I hate that, too. That pisses you off. When I prefer langui- uh, movies that are in other languages sometimes because when I'm listening they to do the They do English, it in other languages, too. I know, listen. but I don't know because I don't speak the other language.
1: Oh, you, you want English subtitles in the I understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't always watch English. Like If I'm watching The Avengers, I don't use it watch with subtitles. God, but if I'm watching, like watching like a, a period drama piece... Uh, and maybe there's accents involved. Do you have like a hearing difficulty? No, I just like making sure I'm getting as much signal as possible. Mm, Okay. It is a little lame having to like, you know, focus on the bottom of the screen.
1: So what do you, yeah, it is. What is, uh, what, uh, what is your most preferred pre-sex movie? No, not movie. Well, maybe (laughs) do you have a movie you use again and again because of this? No, but now I'm wondering if I should. Okay. It might get boring.
0: Uh, you could like some a, people have a sex playlist, right? They put that on to like get people in the mood. Maybe I need like a sex, like a movie that crescendos early so you can. That's you know. interesting. Now, I've never thought of having a sex playlist, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, people like, do.
1: What do they? they use? Like, black as it varies. But.
0: Yeah, you don't want it to be, I mean, you know, you don't start with Marvin Gaye, let's get it on. You, you want to be a little more subtle than that, right? Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying you actually know somebody who does this that
1: has like a playlist? Like what, okay, what if you have that as song 5? Let's get it on. What if the dates what if it's not proceeding the way you want it? I
0: have an Alexa so I could I could skip a track or something. You
1: just pissed off all of our listeners that have this playing on a in their speakers.
0: Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, so so you don't have a single movie, but what I want to know is this what is what is the best thing for you that could be happening before you transition to sex or while, when that transition happens? Or let's say the woman's transitioning. So the woman's transitioning, what is your ideal scenario? You don't want to be
0: watching a movie. I learned that. This is actually a great question and it's because my answer is going to be, give, give some insight into me. Sitting on the toilet. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm decent at getting women back to my apartment. Okay. But once they're there, I struggle like i struggle to initiate because i'll often be like really interested in like watching or like maybe we're discussing something and yeah like a lot of times women are just perfunctorily having a conversation or pretending to watch a movie and they're just waiting for you to make a move that's right i've since been told time and time again yeah and well i mean not
1: yeah if if you're on a date i mean this isn't true if you're like married or something but if right. you if you go on a date and they come back to your place right they're not there to watch the movie yeah and actually they might need to like go to work the next right time. so yeah there's probably i'm not sure how long that time lag is but it's probably 30 minutes or something and if you don't do that in 30 minutes yeah. they're going to start getting irritated yes so you've had that happen to I've, I've had this happen to me
0: like time and time again, it's an error, a repeated error you make. Yeah.
1: Do you have like a timer you set on your watch?
0: No, but I probably you should. Need one of those. Sex I probably playlists. should. Yeah, I need some sort of. Yeah, you know what I need? I need like a a song on that playlist that's going to be yeah really embarrassing if I get to without having initiated. <laughs> like I need yeah. to put myself on some sort of timer. Like uh, I want your sex by George Michael or something. Yeah, it's just something that's just like so obvious. I think having that on there, like if you were a woman and you went over to someone's house and, you know, they played some playlist, I could pretend it was Pandora or some sort of randomized thing, but let's say they know I've played the playlist and you know, the, the eighth song is something that was obviously meant to be on during sex. As a woman, do you think they would feel like I was being presumptuous?
1: No, because like, I think they, wait I, a minute. I don't
0: think they would assume that that was uh intentional in any way
1: right Right. if it came on while you were having sex i think she might not like that like i think i actually yeah when you said the thing about like having a i think you'd have to be careful about that playlist i don't think you'd actually want let's get it on on there i think you'd want something something more artful that you would (laughs) grab let's get it on is not subtle right you'd want something where (laughs) where, like had a i don't know i'm I'm not sure exactly what you'd be going for with the playlist i'm assuming kind of sort of a beat or something Yeah. I'm not sure.
0: Something, yeah, sort of low tempo and sexy. Oh, you know, you
1: could have like, you could have like your eighth song be like, Whitney Houston, I will always love you. Just (laughs) embarrassing (laughs) flat out. So You've got to stop it before that. But what's, okay, so what is, so when you have this difficulty, what do you do to power through it? Like what's the, this isn't a difficulty that I've encountered that much.
0: (laughs) You just need to do something and then. Do like what? Like give, give like one or three examples of what you would do. You stop talking and you... Yeah, you move closer to them, make eye contact and then go for it. Go for what? Kiss them. You should probably okay. start there. What if... He, so have you done that and had it just totally not work? No. I've never had a bad experience with trying to kiss someone. Okay. Because you always wait till they're at your place. I whatever. wait way too long. Okay. I've been, I've been given the feedback a million times that I wait too long. Interesting. But I have not been able to compensate for it. I think one thing you could
1: consider doing is, uh, in that situation, telling the person that you wait too long. Yeah. Which might be cool for you because then she might just initiate. I think that's probably true. Like I always... I, Women really don't
0: want the pressure to initiate. Oh, fair point. Maybe it makes you into sort of a pussy. So yeah, you, you have to say it in a way that is almost endearing, but endearing in a masculine way, it's tricky. I hear you. I hear you. Much better just to have like, you just have to do it. You just have
1: to do it. And, but you're not, you're, you actually said something interesting, which was you were, you were protecting yourself from the notion that you delay that because you're worried. It's not that or that you're anxious about it. You're just saying that like there's something else going on. You're more interested in, which is really shocking to me. If you're, yeah, if you've brought back a girl that you
0: haven't had sex with yet, I would think you'd probably already have like an erection. I think that my eagerness to to have sex with somebody that I know I'm going to be able to have sex with is not as high as other people. Like I think some people, Hmm. maybe they've experienced rejection more, or maybe they're just more singularly focused, but If I've decided that I want to have sex with someone, I'm usually at least mildly interested in them for reasons other than the sex having. Okay. And so I think I, yeah, I'm just never in a rush to get to that. And also I'm just sort of a weirdo. Like I am always sort of hyper paying attention to various things going on around me, even in a situation where I should just be focusing on the task at hand. Right. So yeah.
1: But I mean, that trans, yeah, I think most, for most men, that transition is awkward, but not for the reason you're saying. I agree. It's awkward because they're, yeah, they're afraid of rejection and they shouldn't be, especially if they've gone back to their apartment. Like that's
0: just right. obviously. If a invitation. woman's in your apartment, you're, you're, right. you're, you're there. This has gotten better actually over the last five years because asking for consent is now considered less it's, it's considered more cool than it. Well, what so what would be an example of what you would say? Can I kiss you? Yeah. Oh, I see. And you've never had someone say no, no. So I think it's an easy icebreaker. I think asking someone if you could kiss them in the past would have been.
1: What do you think is the most
0: is aggressive thing you could
1: say without having kissed her yet? Like, so you you say she wouldn't <laughs> say no to that. If you said, can I suck your nipple,
0: would you think she would say no? Like if, if, it was if you started first, with that? yes. I think. Can I feel your breast? They would say no because it's just immediately like before, even to that before a person's gotten to know you very well, something that you do that's like super weird and unusual. Okay, is so if you so if, so you're
1: you okay? But you, if it was, can I lick lick your nipples? It wouldn't be zero percent. It might be fifty. If you said, can I right. tongue your asshole? You think that would be zero?
0: I think if they were Gen Z, it's like a hundred percent. Yes. I don't know why they're so obsessed As with this. As the
1: first thing that you say, can I tongue your asshole? <laughs> you're like sitting there, you're talking about politics or something, and then it's like, you want, you're going <laughs> to ask you for do Would disrobing
0: so I could tongue your asshole? Yeah. <laughs>
1: you should that try that. probably the, go badly. But it's ironic because, maybe ironic's wrong word, it's, it's funny to me because if you just follow like the order, you yeah. could be tonguing your asshole in like 15 minutes. It's just, you have to follow this path.
0: Yes, There's an
1: order of operations. Right. I, yeah it's not like you didn't ask for consent you did say can i <laughs> or can i finger you all these things would get a rejection right
0: right you're not positive though they might work you're right there's these all have air bars i don't know what uh, yeah i think like or you could say like will you suck my cock yeah and she might just be like all right yeah i think that's right but it's way lower that's just higher risk, risk. just right. just with with like a modicum of patients you're gonna you're going to get there. All right. We've, we've gone well over an hour here. We should, I'm going to wrap it up. You have anything else? No. Okay. That'll do it for episode 83 of your mileage may vary. Uh, we pay $10 for any feedback we receive. So you may do so. You should have written this out. You should out. tell them how. Oh you yeah. Can email ymmvpod at gmail.com or at ymmvpod on Twitter. This is an abortion, but we're going to go with it. Uh, thanks for listening and we look forward to having you join us next time. Je vais, je no.